killing me, Smalls. To infinity and beyond! Everybody, yeah. yeah, rock your body, yeah, yeah. Everybody, yeah, rock your body, right? The backstreets back, back, all right. That that works. That <laughs> works for a very for a very non-planned talking about. Yeah, that was totally unplanned. It, whenever he said three, like he was, he usually counts me down five, four, three, two. When, when he got the three, is like, oh, we open up with a Backstreet Boys song. Oh no, we were talking about a television show literally thirty <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah, hit this the record how, button and we just go. This right. is how my mind works. Thank the magic. you. Thank we we're on the same page. Except Welcome for the what, the what part to the what the what podcast. I'm Eric Creech, joined by Kyle Whitley and Ashby Brame, and we're excited for you to join us today. Very excited because mm-hmm. today's episode is no 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 that was last week's oh, episode. Oh sorry. Music, <laughs> you know, sorry. Kyle, we're but, supposed to be in sync. Oh. <laughs> this episode is Backstreet Boys. I'm confused. <laughs> this episode is larger than life, I will say. Already. And mm-hmm. I think it's safe to say that that mm. I want it that way. Okay. Hmm. Well, that sounds like a bop. Well. <laughs> Maybe an mm bop. <laughs> Could be. Oh, well, before we get jumping, jumping, let's jump into uh, the beginning of our episode where I tell you, hey, thank you for joining for today's episode. This is the fourth episode of the nine on the 90s season here with the What the What podcast. Please subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever it is you get your podcast. And of course, rate and review us. We accept five, five stars. stars. Five That's right. Like the, like the boy band, five Five. Yep, you need five, five to have a good boy band. That's right. Same. Hmm. Um, five stars. Yep. Please also follow us on Facebook. That's good. Five YouTube stars. And Instagram at what the what media. All, All one word. Yeah. We're killing. We're killing wow. it. Nailed it. Mm-hmm. And you can also find us on Twitter at WTW underscore media. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm just not that fast yet. We'll get there. Yeah. So anyway, let's let's just jump right into this because I feel like we're getting, this episode. Like when I saw this episode, you know, as when we were recording today, I thought this episode will either take us twenty minutes or it'll take us an hour and a half. And I, I feel, still don't know which it is. And I feel like it's probably going to be closer to the latter than yeah, it is the former. Yeah. So that's why. Well, I think so because Ashby literally told us she's got thirty minutes for her one explanation in a little while. So yeah. well, let's let's go ahead and jump in. Let's talk about boy bands and girl bands. From the 90s. Mm-hmm. All right. And I think it's only natural that we just, we cede the floor to Ashby Brain because this is your jam. This is, Thanks. like me and Kyle, we, when we grew up in the 90s, it was not popular for us to enjoy. I was about to say, you were, you were culturally peer pressured into believing that you we weren't were, allowed to enjoy I wanted to make this a note music. On this. I, no, no, we were culturally bullied into not liking this. Fair. I want to know why. Like, I wrote a note about this. Like, Tell me why. Yeah, ain't nothing but a heart. <laughs> Tell me why. Yeah. You clearly enjoy the music. We did. We did. Yeah. We did then, yeah. evidently. That we didn't think we did. We hated it. <laughs> I have a great story to tell about that. <laughs> as far as I can remember, for as long as I can remember, I feel like fifth grade is the first time I ever heard of anything boy band, at least the term. Um, I'm sure it was, oh, you know, before then, but I was fifth grade. 
uh, the first band I remember is like Hanson was yeah. like that's the first one that just comes to mind, and I remember like Hanson's stupid. Yeah, and like all the girls would be like, "Oh my god, I love They're Hanson!" So cute. You know, yeah. When I'm not watching Titanic, I'm listening to Hanson. Like, right. and it's like, okay. Wow, they're stupid. Right. Stupid boys. Right. Look like girls. What, what, what are yeah. they doing? What, were, they, were there long blonde long, hair? Long hair. You're, yeah. not, you're not Kurt Cobain. I didn't know who Kurt Cobain was at that time. Two Guys, more years. I'll find Nirvana, but give me this. Side, a side note. Mm-hmm. I was at a Hanson concert in like 08, I think, or 09, and some woman had drug her husband there, mm-hmm. and he stood beside her the whole time with his arms crossed wearing a shirt that said, that chicken Hanson's hot. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because they did look like chicks they a did. little bit, right? Yeah. Like, I don't get it, especially now as an adult that's like, I just like music in general. You listen to their like Tiny Desk concert from whenever they did it. Amazing. Oh, yeah. And like, awesome. And I just don't know. Like, I want to know why. And I don't know if that's still today or if the world's changed in today where that's not so much that or just music's different now where you really don't have this now. But catchy music. And it's not just boy bands. They were girl groups, too. Yeah, sure. So I, I just don't understand this idea that, like, you know, it, it, it was like, that's girly. That's stupid. Yeah. That, you know? Well, it, let's just, I'm, I'm just putting it bluntly here. Sure. In the 90s, there was a lot of rampant homophobia true. running yes. around. Also true. Mm-hmm. So the idea that the most of the boy bands were marketed towards girls. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. If you were a boy. Right. And you liked Yes. What was marketed to towards Gay. girls? Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Gay, yeah. I mean that's hey, that that's what that. it was. Yeah. That's but what it was. Yes, one hundred percent. I think we so. learn from it, we grow from it, and we right. know better now. Right. But well, that's same way, what it was. Right. Like boys couldn't like Britney Spears or right. Christina Aguilera. Right. Same way I think I mentioned before, where like we would be in school and be like, I can't wait to go on the TRL and vote for like Limp Biscuit number one. And it's like I go home and vote for like hit me baby one more time, right. but I'm not going to tell you that it's tomorrow. So catchy, yeah. like you know, I'm going to show up and be like heck yeah, I voted for right. the biscuit. We didn't make it. I don't can't know why believe, they didn't. Can't do believe Nookie didn't win. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, but did you see Britney Spears? You got number one. It was great. I love that song. But you know, you know, you couldn't say that then right. versus now. Right. Um. And again, I, and I think Eric hit it right on the head with that. And I, mean, I hate that, but like it's also it's funny as adults now to come back to this though and say. The world told us this, right? Yet we still secretly love these things. We did right. ourselves. We didn't right. know we liked these things. I like Mbop. But come on, hate it. Don't want to hear that. I'm not right. supposed to like that. Whatever. Right. Still know every word to it. You still have that yes. thing now. If it comes on, you're like, heck yeah, Mbop. You get excited, right? Then you didn't. Such a good song. Like, and so it's one of those things that the world told you you should hate these things. You told the world you hated those things, but right. still somehow like you didn't change the station. <laughs> like, did you know that Mbop was nominated for a Grammy? I can believe it. And Zach Hansen wrote Mbop, mm-hmm. and he's still, I think he was six or seven. He's still one of the youngest people to ever be nominated for a songwriting Grammy. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, as I was saying, Sorry. let's so, see. That's a good explanation. To yeah. Ashby Blaine. I, I feel like I'm your therapist. You're like your boy girl band therapist because you guys are on the couch, I'm in a chair, mm-hmm. and I'm like, Tell me how that made you feel. That's really sad. I'm it really is. sad for you guys. Yeah. Lay down, Eric. <laughs> Lay down, Eric. Just when's the first time you can remember being being made fun of for for liking something that you you loved a lot? Well, let's picture it. Okay. It's 1998. <laughs> <laughs> North Johnson Middle School. Mm-hmm. I wanted to, I wanted to dye my tips blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Of course. Your you whole did. life could have been different. It could have been. Yeah. Now you don't have to talk about. Now you shave your head. Oh like, wow! Now we're getting real deep. I'm like I don't know. Even with an older sister, like yeah, like I talked before how TLC kind of made it right. into our lives. Well, and I, the other thing is, is like that. I mean, 
it's so interesting how like present that message is to this day, sure. right? That like these these people are not musically talented. That this was a manufactured genre, and that it was you know marketed to teenage and preteen girls who mm-hmm. didn't know any better that would accept any level of you know music, and it's. It's interesting to me that that still exists, like this idea that when I say I've seen Hanson in concert eight times and I've seen Backstreet Boys in concert three or four times and I've seen New Kids on the Block seven times and <laughs> 98 degrees <laughs> once, um, I, you know, and I've seen Boys to Men and, mm-hmm. you know, like I, those groups are so talented, like mm-hmm. what these kids because they were all most of them were all teenagers mm-hmm. themselves like or early 20s I, you know in sync has a few acapella songs on a few of their albums mm-hmm. and if you go listen to what they were doing with their harmonies there's no way that you could admit to yourself or anyone else that there wasn't talent there you know that like they weren't almost like barbershop quartet levels of harmonizing and what it took to nail all those like highly intensely choreographed dance mm-hmm. moves and videos. Like I just, it's interesting to me that this one genre of music is still actively just sort of like dumped on, For you sure. know, by a lot of people when it's, these people were talented, they were hardworking mm-hmm. It still holds up. Like, it's catchy. It's yep. well done. I I was the exact right age for this genre to just, like, mm-hmm. absolutely, like, steamroll me, you know, based on my peers, based on what I was watching, based on what was being marketed to me. And so there was no way that I wasn't going to be growing up when I did and not just be fully seeped in this era of music um, but as an adult, like I still listen to it all the time. Sure. I still go to concerts for these people and I still have a great time. And a lot of them, like I'll talk about later, a lot of them are still putting out really good music. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea that like this, this error can just kind of be like swept under the rug as like teen pop or teen mm-hmm. bop or whatever, like I just, that doesn't jive with me. Well, first of all, apologies for kicking my laptop. When Ashby said lay on the couch, like I literally like, okay, this, no, is, like, this is comfortable. Yeah. I grabbed my microphone off the stand. Yeah, I'm holding it in my hand now. That's why I bought that couch. And uh, I went and grabbed my cell phone, so I wanted to look at my laptop, but I kicked it on the way back. So, mm-hmm. um, But anyway, um, there's a great, to, to kind of piggyback off your idea that these were fantastic artists and they knew what they were talking about, there's a great YouTube video um, that uh, from, it was from Apple Music's Essentials featuring Justin Timberlake. And it's the most iconic songs that shaped his career. And it's 14 minutes long. I watched it last year in a long car ride on the way back from West Virginia. And it's just him dissecting his his music and where he talks about his influences. And it's like, this is some guy that some producer just stuck in front of a microphone and said, hey, mm-hmm. be, pr- be pretty and we'll make it sound good mm-hmm. in, in post with auto-tune and all this. Other. No, this is a guy who knows his stuff. And I, I think as you dive more in, in depth to all of these different artists, you'll find more often than not, 
that that's the case with a lot of these guys. You'll have some bands that, okay, you were literally, like, imagined, yeah. like, by a right. bunch of producers, and right. like, that's why you don't have the staying power. Right. But the ones who stand the test of time, right. it's because they actually had the talent. It's because... Correct. They actually had the knowledge and they actually had the ability to do something with right. what they have. Right. And they were able to make the most of their marketing through, you know, ever how it came about. Right. Well, I think that that's a good point, too, for when we were, you know, fifth graders, middle schoolers, as all this was happening, is from our, from me, perspective, my perspective, like starting to play an instrument in that age, getting into rock bands and getting into history of rock or just music in general, where you see these musicians you saw it as these are the talented ones. These right. are the ones playing instruments and Leather writing their instrument. own songs, Correct. doing these things. Right. And it was put out there to you because it wasn't, you know, right. I don't know exactly where the idea comes from, but it is put out as somebody got these five dudes together, wrote everything and they just stand there and dance and sing whatever they're told to do. Correct. And you took so much away from that same way, even with Britney, and it's in your mind because the same way when like Avril Lavigne came along, I really liked her. She's not in this category, mm -hmm. but right. I really liked her because she was more the style of what I did or liked. Right, punk. Pop. And then there's that question even inside of you at that age to look and try to find out about her and be like, right, does she, really she write know her? How to play does guitar? she write her own music? Right, is this somebody else? And she's right. like faking it. What is it? Right, it took away from every bit of ability that yes, yeah, she can play guitar, not amazingly, but yes, yeah, she can do what she wants. Right, but she also can sing. Right. But you didn't want to, like, if she didn't write it herself, you wanted to discredit everything about right. her. Like, mm -hmm. somehow, any people who didn't have, like, who had amazing singing talent mm -hmm. and nothing else were somehow faking it, right? Yes. Like, so you can say to Britney Spears, we're like, you're not a real artist because someone hands, like, Max Martin hands you a track mm -hmm. and you lay down vocals and that, and then you do some dance moves and that's all you are. But they would never say that to someone like Whitney Houston, no. who also did not write her own songs and didn't mm -hmm. really play an instrument, but like could sing like an angel. Mm -hmm. yep. Like, why are we trying to take stuff away from people that like that's their God given talent? Mm -hmm. You know, like. Well, even the fact, too, that like as Eric mentioned, like some of these people did write their music, or at least a lot of them, especially, had an influence in it. Right. You know, to explain or just to add into what they were doing. Um, and so I think that's something that if you can get out of your own head about and feel like, right. Are they talented or not? Quit looking at it as trying to find reasons not to like these people or whatever. Like if it's not your cup of tea, it's not your cup of tea. That's fine. Like you don't right. have to like every type of music, but at the same time, a lot of it was like, I don't like it because I'm not supposed to. Exactly. Now I also don't like it because I'm into real music. This is like right. cheesy, like, right. you, like, you know, nobody's playing an instrument. Right. This is all just on a disc playing. Yeah. They're, they're singing and dancing to it. And it's like, well, and not let's talk about sure. the, Difficulty of that. Oh, for sure. Look, the idea of music as entertainment, because that's what it is. Mm -hmm. yes. Okay, it's it entertain. When you're at a concert, you're you're looking for a show. You're not looking. You know, net, some people. Yes, you're looking for someone to sit on a stool for for two hours and play a guitar and tell stories, and, mm -hmm. and that's great. When you go to this show, they're going to have choreographed dance mm -hmm. while they're singing, yeah. and they might not ever pick up an instrument. Right. You know, they're both valid. They're Correct. both valid forms of entertainment. Mm -hmm. And I would even say, like, okay, the difficulty level of being able to sing and dance for two hours, for an hour and a half sure. to all of your songs is going to be up there with being able to play an instrument and sing mm -hmm. for two for an hour and a half or two hours. 
I mean, I think the difficult, they're comparable to me at least. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think there needs to be a little more credit to that. Okay. Oh, for because sure. the idea of when you go to a concert, you're looking to be entertained. Um, yeah. When I go to a need to break concert, I want to see them, you know, play all the great instruments and, you know, put on a good show. But who's to say, like, if you were to go to a Backstreet Boys. Right. Though the most of the people going to that show want to see them do their choreographed dance right. while they sing their hits. Right. I mean, it's very important. Right. Both, and th- both things are hard, right? Yes, both so things like, are hard. Watching, you know, Zach Hansen play drums mm. and sing yeah. for a two hour set mm-hmm. without a break is just as hard as watching Nick Carter run around and dance and sing sure. on a stage for two hours without a break. Like both of those are I mean, feats of talent and you know, it's a cardio workout too, sure. basically. Yeah. Kyle can tell you, like we did an hour show at the farm two years ago and it was the first time we've ever played for an hour straight. And at the end of it, I was exhausted. Yeah. And I just stood there and sang. I didn't do any dancing. I didn't do any instrument playing. Right. I sang and it was exhausting. Throw in extra things you're doing, yeah. whether it be play an instrument or dance, anything choreographed. Right. Outfit changes. Outfit changes. Yeah. Yes, that's difficult. Yeah. I mean, let's appreciate that. Right. And I think we're definitely at a point now where we can, and we do a little bit more. Yes. I think we're out of that, at least us as adults. I can't speak for, like, teenagers or kids, per se, but, like, we're at a point now that we can just appreciate music for what it is. There's still probably some people like, you can't listen to that, but it's like, why not? And then they won't vocally speak it most of the time. Um, But... Also something, too, when you step back away from it, and if you, I haven't, I personally haven't been to their concerts, but to see a lot of these, especially now, there are a lot of times, there are like, a full, or is a full-blown band behind these people. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not just, hey, we put on a CD and then dance for two hours right. or sing. Like, it's the same way with hip-hop or rap. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's easy for us to discredit, you know, boy bands or girl bands for these type of things or girl groups, but to look, you know... I went and saw Snoop Dogg, like, with Red Hot Chili Peppers, I think, in high school. And I was like, okay, you know, I thought Snoop Dogg was cool, but I didn't really think much into it. I was like, they're going to have this. We're just kind of like DJ and stuff, Snoop Dogg, then Red Hot Chili Peppers. Snoop Dogg comes on, has a full-blown band behind him, and he was like, this is my band, the Snoopadelics. This is me. Like, we're doing this. The same way you go listen to, like, boy and girl bands, there's right. full-blown bands a lot of time oh, behind yeah. them that's like, they've, they've got the live music aspect of this backing everything they're doing. This at that point, it literally is no different than you right. going and seeing another band that you know the lead singer wrote the lyrics and he's singing, but the rest of them are just playing music to it. Right. Each one of them is talent in their own way, and so I definitely think it's for us. We just should just be able to appreciate it. Stop making excuses. If you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. But like, right. decide that on your own. That today, that's just not what I care for. Yeah. But not because somebody else told you you shouldn't. So, so. yeah, I want to hit on like a little bit of history real quick. You know, just to kind of give. You know, I guess the props and the, like mm-hmm. the the flowers to the the bands that came before these groups in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so like the earliest forerunners for boy band music, barbershop quartets. Oh yeah. Oh sure. You know that's that's yeah. that's where it the all coasters, starts. The drifters, the yeah. platters, and then that you know that evolves into like you have the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Okay, who probably you know the first known boy band. You've got the Jackson Five and the yeah. Osmonds in the uh, late sixties and the seventies, mm-hmm. um, and then you get into uh, New Edition, yeah, New Kids on the Block. Yeah. That's getting you into the nineties, um, and then beyond this era, you got the um, the the two thousands. Obviously, you know Backstreet Boys, In Sync were still 
you know, rocking from their nineties um, popularity. Right. And you get the Jonas Brothers, who yeah. you know evolved from our era. Uh, you have One Direction. Yeah. And then you've currently you've got bands like uh, you know different K-pop bands, oh, which, yeah. are, which are kind of. Again, I know nothing I about know that. I know nothing about K-pop. But, but I know yes. it's yeah. ridiculously oh, popular. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, And then when you have, like, girl groups, okay? And that's, I, I keep seeing that term pop up. That makes sense. Because yeah, the, the alliteration, boy bands and girl groups. So yep. um, you have uh, the Andrews Sisters. I've never heard of them, but they apparently they started in 1937. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1955 through the 70s, you've got the Fontaine Sisters, the McGuire Sisters, a bunch of sisters. The I'm Ronettes. Saying. The Ronettes. Mm-hmm. Yes, the Ronettes. Um, let's see. You've got the Paris sisters, um, the Supremes. Oh, yeah. In the, in the 70s. Yeah. Sister Sledge. Yeah. In the 90s, you've we'll get to those in a bit. But And then that... Uh, it continues to evolve right. after that. Right. But well, then, then, like, rock girl groups like uh, the Go-Go's, mm-hmm. you know, the Bangles. Yes. Yeah. Well, I think there's, like, there's that part of a characterization that you've got to break down for yourself to say what is a boy band or what is a girl band or girl group. Right. The easiest thing for me, like, putting it out there was, like, if they predominantly don't play musical instruments but are the forefront of something else. True. Right. That was the easiest way for me to say, okay, a boy band or girl group. Right. Because it's easy, the same way like Eric's saying, you search girl band, you're getting something different than if you search girl group right. because of the way they're characterized. Right. Um, and so because if you search just band, they assume that it's boys most of the time or men, right. whatever. Right. Um, and so if you type in like girl band, you're getting all sorts of other things that are very right. much not like the category we're talking about. Right. Like the Go-Go's and the Bengals played their own instruments. They did. And like... The same way, the more I thought about it, those like the more Motown stuff you listen to, the more like oldies of what our parents would have, you know, mm-hmm. what we classified when we were growing up. A lot of that fits right into this, what we're saying. Like Eric lists a lot of them, but like boy bands of what we say they are today. You think about like the Temptations, when a lot of them is just a bunch of them across the stage singing, you know, and dancing and choreography in the same way Jackson 5 and everything else. Like, right. You may have had some of them that played instruments here and there, but they predominantly were this one thing. And like, and it's tough because if you look back, say the Beatles, like the Beatles is one that comes to mind because when they come in, in for like the first time, there's this giant craze of like girls and women going nuts over it. The same way right. that we relate that to when Baxter Boys and NSYNC and everybody else was coming along. But at the same time, they are a band right. differently because it's just four people playing four instruments. So it's tough. Like, and it's all on how you judge that. And right. I think we have a category a little bit later for some of that, but like. I think coming into it, I had to at least narrow it down to something right? so that I could pick some songs and stuff without it being right. all it's, over the place. It's also interesting in the 80s how, and I'm sure Eric will get to the 80s girl groups in a second, because how hip-hop mm-hmm. merged into this girl group boy band situation, mm-hmm. like Very Belle DeVoe, TLC. Mm-hmm. Salt and Pepper. Salt and Pepper. And it, yeah. it, it got really like... Enmeshed yeah. in a good way, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, let's just um, trying to figure out the. Um, you have a, a couple of notes here on our outline, Ashby. If you want to, oh yeah, I wanted to, to mention, uh, you know, so we don't have to get down into the minutia of the history of all this. Um, there is a series, a docu series on Netflix called "This Is Pop," mm-hmm. and two episodes in particular 
will give you a really good background for this era of music. Um, Stockholm Syndrome, which mm. is a really good one. It's about how all of today's greatest pop songs come out of Sweden, basically. Mm. And then also the Boys to Men effect, which will talk about how 80s, um, 80s boy bands, basically, sort of were the where the rise mm-hmm. of all of this kind of started moving into the nineties and the early two thousands. And it, it gives the history a lot better than I could ever do. But honestly, that whole series is really good. It's called, this is pop. I don't think I've seen it. Super interesting. Yeah. Definitely going to add that to the, uh, to the queue there. Yeah. Really good. So, and then the other little quip I had was (laughs) the first, I don't. It, I don't think it was my first ever concert because I had definitely gone and seen other things before. But it was the first time that I had asked to go see a group. So mm-hmm. like, my grandparents had taken me to see like Loretta Lynn, I think, mm-hmm. or oh, my lucky, yeah, yeah, like long time ago. Um, I had no clue what was happening, mm-hmm. and then my parents had taken me to see Alabama. A few times, like when they retired for the first time, they had a show down in Myrtle Beach, kind of like a residency, mm-hmm. and we went and saw Alabama. Um, but this was the first time that I had said, I want to go see, and it was Backstreet Boys. Yeah. And it was when they were putting out their second album, Millennium. And so for Christmas, and I can't remember if it was not 99 and the tickets were for 2000 or if it was 90 Christmas of 98 and the tickets were for 1999 it, that error was a, is a little mm-hmm. confusing so the millennium album came out in 99 okay so i'm guessing the tour is in was the, in 2000 yes. maybe so my parents got me tickets that year for for me but for the whole family to go sure. basically hunter poor hunter got dragged along <laughs> he would have been like 4 or 5 and my and he dad really loves them today. So. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. My dad still says to this day that he would rather have a root canal with no numbing <laughs> agent or medicine than repeat the experience of that concert of like the RBC Center or PNC Arena or whatever. I forget where it was. Uh, at the time, it was the Raleigh Entertainment Sports Arena. Yes, mm-hmm. and it was just. Thousands of teenage and preteen girls screaming their heads off at full high-pitched volume at the top of their lungs for like three hours. And I'm sure my dad was like, this is hell. This is is what hell is. It's nothing to do with the band. It's just everybody that's here. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, but that tour also was the one where they were on wires. They were like flying over the crowd. Mm. They brought moms and daughters from the audience up to sing a song to them and, like, gave them each a rose. Like, it was very stylized. It was intense. Mm -hmm. It was so good. Yeah. So here's my boy band story. Um, Back in 1999-2000, I was in eighth grade. We had uh, language arts, and there was only four boys in the class. Uh, Myself, I'm going to go ahead and just name them. Myself, Alex Winders, Josh Sherrod. Jerry and Aaron, okay? And four boys and like 16 girls, right? What a group, too. I know, what a group. And um, we had a project uh, that was presented to us. We would group, a group project, because we all love group projects. Um, And the group project was we would have to take a song and rewrite it to talk about a historical event. And it was open to interpretation. Um, Okay. So... Before we could even, like, mention, like, whose group, we, you know, we had to choose our own groups or whatever, 
Alex grabs the three guys and like, okay, guys, we're we're gonna group together. We're not grouping with any of the girls. Yeah, we're gonna group together. He's like, I've got this figured out. Um, Alex was full of great ideas. I was about to say, it sounds mm-hmm. like Alex. Yeah, he's like, mm-hmm. these girls, they love boy bands. They love NSYNC. They love the Backstreet Boys. We need to do a song to one of those bands. Wow. He was really I'm reading saying, the crowd. Like, yeah. he had the he had the temperature of that room. I'm about yeah. to say, that's edgy, too. Like, we had to do something similar in, like, seventh grade. We had to do a national anthem. Mm-hmm. And we did, like, Freak on a Leash by Corn for Cambodia. Like, so, <laughs> you guys went a totally different direction. So... so. Uh, we had to do that project too. We ended up doing something to the Rugrats theme song because mm-hmm. the Rugrats movie had come out and there's yeah. a rap to it. So, right. Mm-hmm. But um, so in eighth grade, historical event in language arts. And Alex's idea was we write a, a song based on the Mike Tyson Evander Holyfield fight. Okay. Where Mike Tyson bites off Evander mm-hmm. Holyfield's ear. Here, correct. Okay. And that's a, a historical event. We cleared sure. it. Yeah. Right. Um, we called it Bite, Bite, Bite. <laughs> based off of bye bye bye, bye 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 yes so what uh, can you stand up and reenact this for us not that'd be any, amazing not anymore no ah. um <laughs> but we I literally just want to be the teacher how did you that you're running that by like i'm too Paige, old for this page mm. gower hair whatever her last name I is now i can't mm. be in this bless her anymore. heart <laughs> she smiled the whole time i don't know what she was thinking y'all made her question her whole life but, and all her choices i think i want to reach out to her i and think find this out, was like, her first year teaching oh, too God. it had to have been yeah because we had her the next yeah, year it had to have been mm-hmm. yeah so I bet she remembers this like specifically. Alex went home, studied the choreography of the dance. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. We practiced. We rewrote the lyrics. Um, I I, don't remember them, but all I know is perfect. But we didn't baby shark before it ever happened. We didn't have to change much because it's like you know the words. I'm doing this tonight. We're probably going to start a fight. We know this can't be right. Yeah, Evander, come on. I mean, wow, um, that is good. That is. I mean, wow. Like so. I mean, we didn't have to change much the lyrics because it, it it fit right. And instead of doing the whole puppet thing, we did like some boxing moves and right. And it we she um told us like okay, you got you know we got a hundred on that. I wish we had filmed that right because there's right. still a chance. I mean, I don't think she filmed it. Obviously, we but, can reach out to right. Alex, Jerry. Who's the other one? Uh, Josh Sherrod. Jo- <laughs> they're all available. Reach out. Say hey. See if we can get a reunion tour. It's been almost like twenty-two years. Can we get this? But I had heard several years later in high school that she did that project every year, and she always used us as an example. And six years later, she had never given out a hundred. We were the only hundred that she'd ever given out. Wow. I mean, highest praise. So honestly, that's intense. Now, here's the thing: the whole point of this was to impress the girls. Oh, for sure. Didn't work. Didn't work. <laughs> like, they liked it, but they we, they weren't impressed in the way we were hoping they would be impressed. Right. They were like, well, that was pretty dope. That was but pretty good. It's also gross. He bit his ear off. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was pretty good, but none of you were Justin Timberlake. You know what so. would have fixed also this? That. If you would have jumped. Frosted tips. Frosted tips. If you would have not let the people's opinion to get you and you done frosted tips, oh, you man. would have done this. Well, the people were my dad. So, I mean, oh, that's true. <laughs> let's, let's be clear. Military dad. So, there. He, he was mad I had like, it wasn't longer hair, but right. it Right. It wasn't like buzz cut at that point. Mm-hmm. Right, so, right. Like it was actually like it had hair. Like it was kind of like your hair a little bit. Yeah, guys. I remember. So, what's? Well, yeah, I, I don't know that I have one. Um, like just thinking about the story, I just do remember like my sister really liking it, but not so much because she's five years older than me. So there is that gap there. She did enjoy it or whatever, but 
I do remember my cousin Amber was really into it, and she's just a year older than me, so she's Eric's age. And um, I guess she wasn't in the classroom, you know. She would, you know, she would have loved that, I'm sure. But the closest thing I can say, and it's not even the same because she doesn't really fall in this category, but like Britney Spears, bless you. There was uh, like a radio contest where my mm-hmm. cousin won and went to Vegas to see Britney Spears. What? Like she got flown to Vegas to see Britney Spears. I like, remember that. I don't remember if she got on stage with her or not. I don't remember how that worked. I but do like, not. That is amazing. And they, again, like it's it's not technically the same category, but that's the closest thing I can think of to something like that. Wow. Wow. All right. Let's jump uh, to our superlatives. Okay. First one I have here is the most underrated or underappreciated group. What you got? I'll go first because I'm throwing this out there. I'm sure you guys have more in-depth ones. I had a really hard time with this. It's, I have more of the next question, but like just trying to be like a lot of the ones that you hear of frequently made it bigger. Right. One that really came to mind once I was listening through some songs is All for One. Um, oh, when you yeah. think of I Swear, I mean, that song and then I Can Love You Like That. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like for us as a, you know, especially that age if you didn't see the music videos, you weren't 100% sure who they were. Like, right. And so I want to say, like, I swear for a lot of people got thrown in, like, boys to men. They sang I Swear. Like, right. obviously. Well, here's the thing. Got him confused. John Michael Montgomery covered both of those. Yes. It's yes. True. So, is, yeah. like, I, whenever I hear those songs, I yeah. always think of John Michael Montgomery and they not all for one. you, you hoped it would come true that one day your Prince Charming would come rescue you. Oh, man. So, I can see where people not seeing them yeah. would get that sound confused. If you were just listening to, to the songs on the radio and stuff, like I said, at the time, people now, like, if you're sure, there's the internet and everything. You could yeah. literally type it in, it would tell you that every lyric to the song when it was written, everything. But just back then, like, if you didn't see a music video on TRL, and you didn't like study videos every day on VH1 or MTV or whatever. Right. If you just heard on the radio, if you found out who one person was, a lot of times you, until you found out differently, you're like, right. I think that's who that is. Right. And so for the most part, I can feel like, I felt like I swear it was written, or like at least performed by Boys to Men. But then listen to it now, and you're like, no, all for one, they were this whole thing. And you remember them now, like you talk right. about it. But just in the mix of everybody else that we're going to talk about today, that was a group that stood out that was like, I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember these being great songs. So right. that's where I threw them at there. Right. Yeah, I've got quite a few. I added um, another one. If somebody covers them, I'll jump in with that too. Okay. So my first one is BB Mac, like oh, 100%. I'll meet you back here, baby. Oh, so good. Miss you, want you, need you so. Yes. I remember BB Mac. So good. And I think that they. They were definitely like toned down. They didn't do mm-hmm. dance moves. I I would think that they fancied themselves more of like an oasis type of band, mm-hmm. like in that sort of um, like toned down Brit mm-hmm. alternative pop almost. Mm-hmm. But the problem was is that they got picked up somehow by the Disney Channel because mm-hmm. the Disney Channel used to do music video commercial breaks. Yep. And so during a commercial break, they would show you a whole music video. And BB Mac got picked up. And so you would hear, like, Out of My Heart, Back Here, Baby. And so they sort of got lumped, I think, into the boy band era mm-hmm. where I, and we can talk about this under one of the other categories of whether or not we would consider them a boy band for a few reasons. Um, but certainly, I think underrated as far sure. as like talent wise. And then also, Dream. 
Dream mm-hmm. was a girl group. Yep. They, I, they had a their second album. Technically, was the one that really went places, mm-hmm. and it was called "It Was All a Dream." Mm-hmm. And I had the CD, and I burned that thing. I melted it into my stereo system because I listened to it from start to finish. I thought they were really underappreciated as a group. They were really talented. I felt like they were kind of like their generation's little mix. Yeah, like I think they were almost ahead of their time. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know the. Um, Oh, what's the the other group? Something Harmony? Um, Fifth Harmony. Fifth mm-hmm. Harmony that Camilla Cabello was a part of. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like that. Like, they had a totally different vibe from the other girl groups, I thought. So they were really good. Well, even as a guy in that generation, I remember the dream music video, at least when it was, I remember which song it was, Rough Hand, but the same way, you knew every word. Right. You know, all of it was super catchy, and then, like, everything I did, like... Yes. Again, I wasn't supposed to like it, doing my air quotes right now, but, like, right. still, you sat at yes. home and watched it. So good. And then also, I think... 3LW, mm-hmm. 702, and Black, but Q-U-E. Sure. Mm-hmm. They, unfortunately, I think that they just got robbed with how good they are because they had to share an error with first TLC and then yep. Destiny's Child, who are mm-hmm. arguably like the goats of female trios, sure. right? And so those groups, if not one-hit wonders, were kind of close to one-hit wonders, mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate because I think they all had pretty good music. Um, Black did a song with NSYNC that not a lot of people remember yep. where NSYNC was featured called Bring It All To Me, which still to this day is like a bop. Um, and then the, the other one I'll mention, and this was where I was making a light earlier before we started recording that I had a 30-minute uh, speech mm. For this, it's not quite 30 minutes, but Hanson, and I know I've said it before, and I'll say it again to anyone who will listen. um, I feel like every time I say the word Hanson, what I hear back from the average person is mbop, right? Which is fair. Um, But I, I will beg anyone listening, if you never do anything else that I ask or tell you to, please just go to Spotify to humor me. And listen to anything Hanson has put out since The sure. Walk in 2007. Mm-hmm. Shout it out in 2010. And while you're at it, listen to String Theory, which is a more recent album they put out. And it's basically some of their best songs played live with a full string orchestra in the background. And it is beautiful. It's beautiful. Um, Hanson, I think, gets a bad rap because they were very young. They had long hair. They did kind of look like girls. They had really high voices, but they wrote their own songs. Mm -hmm. They played their own instruments. Um, Again, I think by definition, they might kind of get unfairly lumped into boy band because they weren't dancing. They were just a band Mm -hmm. of boys, you know, and they had a lot of label issues early on, um, which kind of resolved, I think, moving into their second album this time around. Um, But I think it changed how they were being marketed. And I think that's why people just kind of thought they dropped off the face of the earth. Mm -hmm. But they've been putting out music for over 20 years now, consistently very good music under their own independent record label called 3CG, Three Car Garage. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's really good. It's really good, I promise. Like I mentioned earlier too, I totally recommend going and finding their like Tiny Desk concert because it was awesome to see. Like, I don't remember if it was like around Christmas time for at least, and they may have done multiple, I don't remember, but the right. one I watched, it was awesome to see. Cause again, now as an older person with, you know, a different perspective, seeing these three brothers standing in a room playing instruments together, 
you do forget that they were technically a boy band. Like in that moment, like, no, this is just a band. And I think yeah. it's tricky. And I, I mean, before we jump to Eric's too, I, I know I threw in all for one. I think oh, there's the other side of the spectrum too, where we sometimes lump in like R&B groups into boy bands. Right. Because that was the, technically the easiest thing to call it. So I do think our conversation today is a little bit on the vague side, but we're going to throw some people in and out that aren't your typical boy bands. Some very much are. Right. But then there's the some that kind of still qualify, even though they're a little bit on different, you know, depending who's listening, maybe would categorize them somewhere else. So, All right. So when I think of the idea of boy bands or girl groups, mm-hmm. my mind immediately goes to Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. 100%. I think of 98 Degrees. Mm-hmm. I think of O-Town in a sense, mm-hmm. because that was, you know, the making the band type mm-hmm. show that came out in the late 90s. Um, I start thinking of like TLC. Yeah. Um, I think of Destiny's Child. Mm-hmm. I think of Boys the Men. Um, I, I think of New Kids on the Block. Mm-hmm. All these great groups. And I never think of LFO. I hundred percent was gonna be LFO here. They're on one of my they're on one of my song like they're one of my yeah. songs. And and I don't know why, because they were just as They're fantastic. They, they mm-hmm. were just as, you know, prominent during right. this time. Um if I if I never hear the lyric, I like girls who wear Abercrombie and pitch. Right. Um, you know, if I, if I never hear that yeah. again, like it'll be, the, you know, it'll be a long time, you know, whatever. Right, like, right. It won't be soon enough. But, you yes. know, for a long time, I heard about how Chinese food makes people sick. And, yeah. right. um, you know, they always like girls who, you know, flop, do something in the summer. And, right. Um, I don't mean to steal this from you, but we're a mutual friend and favorite of the show, Chris Roden. Yes, former fan, former biggest fan of the show. Mm-hmm. We were on a, f- I played football one year, I think seventh grade in middle school. We're on a trip back to or from a game, and you were cool as you'd bring your digital city player or whatever and your headphones and stuff. With no skips. No skips. Yep. He let, I was like, what are you listening to? Can I listen to? And he's like, he kind of gave me a look that he was a little hesitant for me to look, listen to. He's like, yeah, but don't say anything. I was like, okay. I put it up. It's LFO. It was the LFO album. He had bought the album, was listening to it. We were listening to Girls of Summer and all the other ones on there. Same way. Like, you kind of, like, we're dancing together. Like, I like girls that wear Abercrombie's bitch. Right. And then, but you were singing it so low that, like, nobody else on that bus was going to, like, hear you because you're on the football team and you can't say that. Right. Yeah, it's not manly right. or whatever. New kids and I give credit to Chris Road. Yeah. Yeah. And that was one of the, like, they did a callback, right? Yeah. They mentioned New Kids mm. on the Block. They mentioned um, New Edition yeah. in mm. that song. So they don't get enough credit. Back to you completely, but just like it made me think I about mean, what we're talking that's about. That's the thing. Like you never think of LFO when you think of boy bands, and I, I just don't know why. So underrated. If you know they had, you know, definitely the big hits, but some some pretty good like like medium sized hits too. And yeah, um, because they had such a great library, it's they're underrated because we don't think of them. Mm-hmm. Sure. So. Um, that would be my uh, entry for most underrated group or boy band. Um, let's go into the most overrated group. And I think me and Ashby are probably going to agree here, but I also have another, uh, another group to mention. So I'm not, I'll go first just cause I don't have like, it was really hard for me to find anything because there's a lot of, especially I wasn't one that was like into any of, but the main ones, it was hard for me to come up with somebody, but the more I wanted to throw somebody there. I thought a lot more about them. And I'm like, well, no, they kind of deserved it. I'm like, they were here. Like, so they earned it. Like, but then right. I would come back for it. So honestly, I don't have a specific one. I figured I'd let you guys that have a little bit more knowledge of some of it. And okay. then if I can add, I will, but. Uh, O-Town, okay. for one. Yes. Okay. Like, they just, they were like knockoff in sync. Like, they just weren't 
like no offense to those guys. Some of them are still around. Some of them are still doing boy band stuff. They all seem really nice. They were all talented. But that group seemed like someone trying to copy a formula. Sure. Because the formula was working. It's so like, let's throw it up there again. It's like when Coke and Pepsi are popular. Oh, let's put out a third, like uh, another yes. off-brand cola. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, it'll be cheaper, but... You know, right. it, maybe it'll make as much money. Right. Yeah. Same thing with Five. Five mm-hmm. was like a knockoff Backstreet Boys. Mm-hmm. Um, and honestly, like, I will still belt out All or Nothing. Mm-hmm. We'll still belt out When the Lights Go Out. Like, those are still bops. Mm-hmm. But, like, those bands just were not, they were not at the same caliber. Well, fun fact, I learned when I was 12, I believe, how to pick out All or Nothing on the piano. Oh, nice. Oh, I could have played the da 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 <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. What a good song, honestly. Um, yeah. But then they lost me with Liquid Dreams. So um, <sighs> yeah, those were. There was definitely a that boy band. Didn't work. <laughs> you had to have one inappropriate song per album, mm-hmm. and it had to be inappropriate enough to feel like you were being like bad, you know. Mm-hmm. But it had to be veiled enough that an eight-year-old could listen to it. Mm-hmm. Mainly me, eight-year-old mm-hmm. me, and have no clue. What you were talking about. And O-Town had liquid dreams. Mm-hmm. And I, I was probably 20-something before I re-listened to that song. And I was like, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> What's the fun part? Like what we mentioned a couple weeks ago on our list of like, Third Eye Blind didn't like vaguely do anything. Right. Yet we thought we sang along for our right. whole childhood. Turns yeah. out we didn't. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. It's a totally different thing. Exactly. Very similar with that. I'm going to throw in, and this might be controversial. Okay. 98 Degrees. See, I liked 98 Degrees, but not, you know. I, I always heard them in the conversation. I, I wouldn't. Co- I've seen them in concert, so I really can't call them overrated because they were really good, actually. But when you do stack them up next to some other groups. Well, you know, I always heard them in the conversation with Backstreet Boys and with NSYNC. Right. And I was looking back through their library, and I remember, um, was it I Do, Cherish mm-hmm. Yes. Like, yeah, okay. You you have that certified banger or right, whatever right, certified right. great right. Lo- all time great love song right and then I went back and I was like there's nothing else oh yeah there is no the hardest thing it's the hardest thing yeah I'll I listen to that have to do. I'll throw this out there oh man ninety eight degrees was my one other underrated band <laughs> oh man but the only I reason just, I say that is I don't even necessarily know that I say that in the context of during that time period right. I more so think about it now you think of Boy, like Backstreet Boys and NSYNC first, then you vaguely think of 98 Degrees with right. that somewhere. So right. it's like, so like when I think, when I think of them as the third, like mm. the third group, like in wrestling terms, you had WWF, sure. WCW, then you had like yeah, ECW. Then they had like, give so, me right. one more night, give me one more so night. When, when I, when I think of 98 Degrees in that term, I'm like, oh, no, there's, like there's, there's better bands that should have filled that third role. I mean, and I felt like they un- arguably unfairly got it. Um, was considered the the big three in that time frame. Right. Um, yeah, that's fair. I will say, like, just, you know, all while we're on the topic, when I went to church camp in 1998, they were doing boy band parody groups. Okay. So you had Out of Sync, the, okay. the front lawn men, and then you had 32 degrees in freezing. Nice. <laughs> so. Nice. What well, also makes you think of, like... Uh, what song was it that Blink-182 did? Um, I think it's What's Made You Again. It's one of the other ones. Uh, 
I don't know why I'm blanking, but the music video literally was just a parody. Yes. Of yeah. all like in Sig Backstreet Boys, 98 Degrees, where he had like a different temperature, like tattoo on his arm. Yes. And yeah. And he was like Christina Aguilera. Then he ate the flower yep. from Jenny in a Bottle. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they redid the whole like every just. It was all the small things. All the small things. Yep. Just the taking it all, all their music videos and doing that. Yeah. So as you were talking about the, the degrees, all I could think about was like the tattoo, yeah. like 98 Degrees on your Do arm. Do you guys remember Five? I remember the name. That's all I remember. Oh man, they had um, "Baby When the Lights okay. Go yeah, Out," yeah. you know, and then they had, and I don't remember how the song goes. I just remember the opening rap, and it's like five bad boys with the power to rock you, blowing your mind. So you gotta get into five. What you waiting for? If you want it, three, two, one, let's do it. <laughs> That's all. Man. That's good. That's I think I'm like <laughs> nothing is them. I just enjoy watching you sing it. Like oh this my is good. God, it's so good. I think there's something to say about it because some of these bands that you're mentioning, like where Eric and I are, like, oh yeah, I remember that. I remember right, that. Right. But I feel like for us, especially during that time period, we had the main three per se. I guess right. we'll say at that time point, the big three. Yeah. Yeah. And then the other ones vaguely came along. Yes. Where it was like. Right. If you were into that music, you ended up right. listening to the rest of that well, music. Well, and because they admit themselves, like if you watch the Boy Band Con mm-hmm. on YouTube, I think, um, and it was co-produced at least by Lance Bass, mm-hmm. and it's about Lou Pearlman mm-hmm. and all yep. his crimes. But basically he created Backstreet and NSYNC and saw how well it worked and then scrambled to just keep formulating yep. these bands. And so O-Town got pushed out, and it, it just it wasn't the same. Like he was just Mm -hmm. trying to, at that point it was like factory manufacturing these groups and dream, I think came out of Lou Pearlman's repertoire. I don't Anyway. So, you know, not to discredit the talent that 98 degrees and O town and all those groups had, but you know, at that point you are kind of like cloning something, Mm -hmm. sticking a stamp on it and putting it out into the world and it's not sustainable. So, and I think that's where we get off. It's the same way like you saw at Disney. I feel like there's a lot of, especially a little bit as we got a little bit older, Disney started at least per, like showing a lot more of that on there. Right. And so there were a lot of groups that kind of just went with Disney and like mm-hmm. got pushed out that way where you heard the names and you heard some of the songs, but right. like you didn't know them and it wasn't in such a big way. Do you remember M2M? Years ago. Yeah. M2N on Disney Channel. They were more like a girl duo. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They yeah. had like mirror, mirror hanging on the wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You don't have to tell me who's the biggest fool of all. They had that like kind of jewel tone mm-hmm. where they're like, mirror, mirror, I'm, you know. Yeah, exactly. Anyhow. Yeah. Nailed it. Uh huh. 100%. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, man. Well, didn't blow it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only other one I'll bring up just to make sure that I'm not just picking on boy bands as overrated is, um, do y'all remember All Saints? Yeah. And their song, they were kind of like one hit wonders and never ever actually made it to a now album. But I went back and listened to that the other day and it's not good. It's not good. I mean, just, I don't know. they were not that talented and the music video is truly atrocious. Yeah. But it's like, never, ever have I ever felt so low. And then at some point she raps in the middle of it. But it's like a sad rap. (laughs) I feel like there's that part of me that ran the same way. This week I was listening to everything I could on YouTube of like top whatever boy bands or girl Mm -hmm. groups or whatever. And songs from them. And like that song came on and it hit me in like a weird way. Like Like halfway through she starts going, oh, what is she? She says, "Um, a few things. 
I need to know how you could ever hurt me so. And it's like, you're not singing and you're not rapping. Like, what are you doing? Not going to lie. It made my top five girl group songs. (laughs) It did. It did. I had to pull my list back up. Like, did I pick that one? I can't wait. I can't wait. But but because it did, and the reason I chose it, is because I don't know if it's something middle school dance wise or something. Yes. And honestly, that's where a lot of this for us hits is because if yes. you didn't particularly go home and choose to listen to these, right? You have if memories. You were, if you were at a school dance, you heard these songs, with them. absolutely. And so you didn't hate them because you were enjoying the moment with friends, or yeah. like if you had a girlfriend, or if you were brave enough to ask a girl to dance that day, whatever. <gasps> and so there's certain memories of these things. Yeah. And the same way, I feel like that got played at at least a couple of that, or like you know boy-girl parties for a birthday that you went and had a DJ. Something like that. Like, I couldn't tell you hardly any of the song, but something in certain parts about it hits you and is that nostalgic point of it. Right. So, like, hearing the never-ever part and even the girl voice in it, it's just like, I say girl voice, the line that you're talking about is like spoken word type thing. Yes. Like, there's something there that put me back at, like, a middle school dance. So I was like, okay, I'll put it on. Because it's not obvious, so I was trying to choose a few that weren't super right. popular. right, but right. I, I can't say I listened to the whole thing and said, yeah, it qualifies. It's right. just like, no, these moments. That's hit, so. uh, that's actually what I did because, you know, our next sections are like rapid fire rapid song fire, choice. Yep. And I thought, okay, well, everyone knows the radio hits, mm-hmm. right? And so I tried to go deeper and mm-hmm. either really popular groups, songs that were like number seven on the album, mm-hmm. right? That like weren't as well known or just groups that didn't get as or like they ha- they were one hit wonders and mm-hmm. I heard the song and I was like oh yeah man I remember that like we used to listen to that on repeat mm-hmm. you know so that's what I tried to do for my song choices. All right, well, it's time. It's time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, How you want to do this? So I'm gonna go to Kyle. Okay. I'm gonna just say rapid fire. If you want to do some explanation quickly, mm-hmm. okay, then you can do that. Uh, and then we'll go to you, Ashby, and okay. then we'll go to me. Um, okay. And then we'll do boy bands first. Cool. So okay. rapid fire, top five boy band songs. Okay. First one, Mbop Hanson, because as much as I was supposed to hate it, I loved it, and they're still part super of it catchy. now. You get super happy. One question, Casey and JoJo, boy band? Yes. Yes. Do they count? Okay, All My Life. Yeah. Because every middle school dance Absolutely. hits you in the heart. Mm-hmm. Um, Savage Garden, same way as a duo, not a single person, so I would consider them a boy band. I knew I loved you. That was my first girlfriend I ever have. That was the song I got in a note that said, hey, this is our song. Yeah. I also like the color blue. My favorite number is right. 10. Uh, along those lines of telling <laughs> us each other about each other after we've already decided to start hey, dating. I'm 12, but I'm capable of understanding what I knew I loved you before I met you means. Totally not. But I also have went and bought the CD, you know, because this is your first song. You need oh, to know yeah. this. By the way. The Truly, CD, Madly, Deeply. Yeah. The CD is good. Oh, yeah. it is. I mean, I, I still listen to that album. The last song on that album is a tearjerker. What's the one where they talk fast? Is that the an- the uh, something with the animals or no? Every time I close my eyes, I take into a place where you're yes. I'm going to listen to the album again. I, no, so good. It is. It is. Hundred percent. So good. So I throw that out there. Uh, End of the road, boys to men. Oh. Boys to men's mm-hmm. got to be thrown in there. Uh, so good. Same way. So good. Uh, I'm going to say I want it that way just because I think that's just an historic song. I have like a list mm-hmm. of others. You're in case, killing me here. Well, I have but like this, four or five the, songs in case is, somebody chose one of these. Yeah, so. see, but, I have like but you get to go first. Yeah, so since yeah. I'm first. This is the risk I take by going first or going yeah. last. So I'll throw it out there just so it's not because most of mine except for like Mbop are kind of like sad. So mm-hmm. I'll throw that one out there. Cool. Cool, cool. That's right, my five. five. Yeah, well, that's So what were your five again? One more time. Mbop, 
All my life, I knew I loved you. End of the road, I want it that way. All right. Nice. Ashby, rapid fire, best boy band Okay. Songs. LFO, Girl on TV. Okay. Do you guys remember that song? It did not get it. radio play. It was literally the next song on the album from uh, Summer Girl or mm. whatever. Um, and 98 Degrees, the hardest thing. I still remember the music video. They were, it was about a boxer who was cheating on his wife with a ring girl. I remember this. And they were singing like to, like to the camera in the middle of a boxing ring. I can't remember if Nick Lachey actually played the boxer. Anyway. Alex Winters didn't think of that song Apparently in the middle not. of boxing. Apparently not. Uh, Backstreet Boys, if you want it. To Be Good Girl, that was one of their inappropriate-er songs, mm-hmm. um, but it was one of my favorites just because it was different from a lot of their other songs. It had, like, more of, like, a, like, it, sort of that, I don't know, it was, like, a different feel to it, and it was, like, if you want it to be good, girl, get yourself a bad boy, and it was just, I don't know, I love that song, and it was on their first album, and I just would listen to it on repeat. And then also, uh, Hanson, Where's the Love, off of their first album. I also picked songs that came out in the actual 90s. So if a boy band or a girl group had a song after 2000, I did not pick that Mm -hmm. song, even though some of of their best work was later. Anyway, Mm -hmm. um, Hanson, Where's the Love. So good. Off their first album. Everyone listens to Mbop. There are some other really Mm -hmm. good songs on that album. And then also, one, two, three, four. Uh, I would say, in sync. Mm-hmm. I want you back. Mm-hmm. Also, and not I another want huge hit for that. You back. Yeah. So that it's a theme because I feel like if you want it to be good, girl had the same kind of like you know, like there's just a there was like a vibe there. I was really feeling with those two songs, mm-hmm. and those definitely were not like hits for either one of those groups. Yeah. So, but do yourself a favor, go listen to "Girl on TV" by LFO. It's so good. You might have heard it. It might have made it to something. It was like, um, well, if it was next, then I heard it <laughs> sitting with Chris Schroeder on a football bus once. But yes, uh, yes, but yeah, it was like, um, wish for you on a falling star, wondering where you are. I do. Yep. Do I ever cross your mind in the warm sunshine? Because it literally is like a guy who falls in love with a with a female celebrity. Mm-hmm. You know, like she's in the city of angels, and I'm just in love with the girl on TV. And yeah. yeah. Is it my turn? It yeah. is, sir. So rapid fire, I'm having to release or rewrite some of the songs here <laughs> um, because Kyle picked some of mine. But you know, here's the thing: my, my songs are going to be the obvious songs because well, I thought it. between the three, it needed some. One of us would, so yeah. I tried right. to like so, throw some. So for boy bands, um, we're going to go with the song we opened with. Uh, it's going to be the Backstreet Boys. Everybody, yes. mm-hmm. um, yeah, just it's got to be. Everyone sings along with you hear every um, you just jump in immediately. Super stylized music video. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, as um, you know, it's marketed to teen girls and you, you have that line there in the right. pre pre chorus. Right. In my sexual right. nine year old me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? In I know I know. Everything you need, you better rock your body right. Yep. Oh god. Right. Yep. Um yep. with uh in sync, uh, we're gonna go with it's tearing up my heart when I'm with you. And when we are apart, I feel it too. And no matter what I do, I feel the pain. With or without you, 
That was uh, came out in '97. Otherwise, I would have gone with Bye Bye Bye. Mm-hmm. Uh, clearly, right, right. Um, I know I bashed them, but I made the comment all time great hit. Uh, 98 degrees, I do. That was Cheers on my list you. too. Look, it is really good. <laughs> it's really Again, good. Again, another middle school yeah. dance yep. song. Um, just was the first dance song choice for hundreds of weddings, probably during I, that I'm era. Sure. I'm sure. Yeah. Hundreds of weddings. It's that yeah. like that generation's um, yeah. It's that generation's uh, thousand years. Yes, one hundred percent. And then we're going to jump back to the early nineties uh, with Boys to Men. Nice. I'll make love to you. Ugh. Oh man, I saw Boys Again, to Men. Yelling that out. <laughs> open. Four new kids on the block. I'm pretty sure I've told the story on the podcast before. In the Greensboro Coliseum, and they sang I'll Make Love to You, and fake, but red rose petals rained from the ceiling of the Greensboro Coliseum onto the crowd as they sang that song. And I was like, my God, the theatrics. I love it. Ashley leans over, actually, here's <laughs> yeah. this rose that I kept yeah. for 20-odd years now. I keep it as, as a bookmark in my favorite page. Yes. Yeah. So here's some trash I threw away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I thought you were going to tell us the story if you ended up in somebody's tour bus again. but No, that was New Kids on the nah, Block. No, that's right. Well, speaking of, new Donnie kid, Wahlberg. speaking of New Kids on the Block, my fifth song, Step by Step, came out in 1990. Step mm-hmm. by step, ooh, baby, gonna get to you, girl. And of course, you know the step. Step one, we can have lots of fun. Uh-huh. Step two, there's so much we can do. Yeah. Step three, it's just you and me. Step four, I can give you more. Step five, don't you know that the time is right? Dimension, I've seen them eight times in concert. I'm not gonna lie, like, I don't think I'm up to date on New Kids on the Block. Like, oh, I think man. I'm, my sister loved them. Don't They're get me more wrong. like 80s. Yeah, yeah, my sister loved them being five years older, but like, and I remember them being popular on like all of the family sitcom shows we loved. Absolutely, as a child. yeah. But yeah, don't know enough. All right, so we're gonna be moving on. Did we did we mention Wilson Phillips by the way we as a girl group, a girl trio? <gasps> Is that like? Yeah, yeah I guess they're, 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 they're 80s, but they had some yeah. 90s influence in the early 90s. Just, yeah, just throw the one out there. I think of is it Bridesmaids that song? Yes. Yeah, every time yes. I about that. Well, rapid fire girl groups. Okay, top five songs. Am Go I going first or are you going reverse this time? Uh, you go first. Okay. I will make do with what I have. I'm going to change this one up. Spice up your life by Spice Girls. Nice. Uh, it's just a very fun, fast, good one. You guys so, love Spice World. I can't wait to show it to you. I'm excited to see it. Uh, I mentioned it as some of my favorite lists, but Waterfalls from TLC. I think it's just an instant classic. Mm-hmm. I was listening to that when I went through Starbucks on the way here, and I was like, maybe when I get up to the window, it'll still be blaring, but I think it went to a commercial or change or something. So. <laughs> um, again, never ever by All Saints. I already kind of threw that out love there. Love it. I love that for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's another TLC one that I almost picked, but I changed it. Um, Unpretty. Yeah. I remember as a dude watching this video, like, and it opening your eyes for the first time mm-hmm. because it very much showed a whole lot of what was expected out of girls mm-hmm. and what the world were showing them that they needed to look like, what yep. they were supposed to do. And you have, you know, Chili, the member, one of the members of TLC, going like about to have like breast augmentation yep. and then looking at all these other things that could happen um, and just showing like, that's not who you are. You don't have to have these things. Um, I think it was a deep song, especially as a, like a teenage boy watching this. It was. You know, I know for like, I'm sure teenage girls and everybody else too is very important, but like as a dude, right? you know, somehow TLC kind of got a pass where you could watch, you know, care about them or whatever versus some of the boy bands and stuff. But yeah, like I just remember that one. I remember Waterfalls being big because like I mentioned right. before my sister, but then to see this video 
it had a whole new meaning, like to really well, appreciate. I got things. really excited when Glee covered Unpretty because mm-hmm. it brought that song to a whole new generation sure. of girls, and I think that message is really important. And that is a great song. It is. It's really good. So, and I honestly I hadn't thought listened to it in a long time. So that was another one that brought it up. Um, last one. I'm gonna go with Bills, Bills, Bills by Destiny's Child. Nice. I just remember the same way. Again, it's funny because there's like the girl groups that it somehow it was okay for guys to like. And I don't know if it's just because it was women or if it was whatever, but like it wasn't. Because it was hip hop. Well, that's the thing. A lot of the girl groups were mostly based in hip hop and right. R&B. It was. And right. I think that it wasn't like your typical like pop Britney Spears one person thing. It was right. like this group and it's okay right. if you like that instead. Right. I don't know. It was just fun. Like I always remember that one first. Right. Interesting. Ashby. Okay. So I'm going to throw some, you know, like. B side stuff at mm-hmm. you. Okay. Spice Girls, Mama. It's good. Such a good song. Um, also, Who Do You Think You Are off their first album. Excellent. Didn't really make radio play. Dream, I've already mentioned When I Get There. They had two songs off that first album that made it to radio, but When I Get There is like track five or six, and it's fantastic. It's really good. Um, 702, where my girl's at, where my girl's at, from the front to back, see you feeling that, trying I to take my man, see I don't need that, oh my, so good, just mm-hmm. like, oh, what a banger. Um, <laughs> then also, in Vogue, free your mind, and the rest will mm-hmm. follow, oh, that was like early, a little bit earlier, but I think in Vogue also maybe gets lumped in more to the TLC Era, salt and pepper, that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, more than like the moving into the 2000s girl groups. But yeah. they were really good. Um, and then, gotta give it to my girls, Bewitched. They were kind of like one hit wonders, but say la vie. I listened all the way here today. Say say la vie. They were Irish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they had like some jig, like some fiddle yeah. in their stuff. Like they brought in an Irish flavor to their like girl group sound. And they also, I think, benefited from the Disney Channel. They but did. that song still still gets me moving. It's good. I was listening to that like on the road up to your house today, and like I something about knowing they're Irish, but you listen. It's always amazes me when you listen to people sing how their voice can change, where it's not so thick that you hear the accent anymore. It's right. not until you hear them speak that you know any different. Right. And the same way of like listening to that song in a whole, and it's like yeah. It's crazy how like your voice does that. Same yeah. way like you can't understand Ozzy Osbourne talk. Right. For and anything. they do talk on that yeah. song. So you and get to hear them you know. talk and sing and yeah. you're like, wait a second, they're Irish? Who's this random person that <laughs> yeah. got guest vocaling on their song? Some people say I look like me dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> wow. Oh man. It's a right. good one. So on me now. Mm-hmm. Rapid mm-hmm. fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So we're gonna go Destiny's Child first. Say my name. Yes. Iconic. Oh, so good. Yep. Uh, we're gonna jump over to TLC, and we don't want no scrubs. Yeah, because a scrub is a guy who you know can't Thinks get no love fly. from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he just sits on his broke tail. So yeah, no, exactly. Um, I'm gonna go back to Wilson Phillips. This song came out in 1990. <sighs> so good. Hold on, <laughs> hold on for one more day. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, we're gonna go to Spice Girls. We're gonna go Wannabe. That was the other yeah. one. Yeah. Um, the, the you know obviously I mean it's a, it's a top. Five all time. Oh to, yeah, I mean, just like instantly song, iconic. So. Mm-hmm. You hear that like knock 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 knock. Ah, and yeah. then I'm gonna go to <laughs> like ah, it's yeah. happening. This is it. <laughs> and then I'm gonna go to a group that we haven't mentioned tonight or this afternoon or this Ooh, morning or whatever. Okay. The Dixie Chicks. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, they would count, 
right? They would count. They're a girl oh, group. Man. It was a country genre, but I still think it counts. There's your trouble was my jam. And um, I was going to go with Traveling Soldier, but it came out in 2002. Okay, so we're going to go with Wide Open Spaces, 1997. Yes. yes. I know it was on our mixtape yeah. um, a couple weeks ago, but um, I think it fits here, and I think right. it's a great song. So Yeah, absolutely. Yep. I had one other that I was going to try to cram in, but it came out officially in like 2002. Mm. But they're from like Russia. I don't know if it's Russia. They're from another country. I don't remember. But they tried to put in, they came out at like 99. Okay. But it got, I guess it was in that language or whatever. But tattoo that came out, like all the things you said. If you listen to all that, all the like, things you said, all the things you said. <laughs> through my through my head. Head. I was yes. like, so that the, was actually WWE wrestler Victoria's okay. entrance song yeah. when she debuted in 2002. Yeah. That song, like in the midst of all of the research we're doing right. this week, that song popped in my head and I could not get it out. And That's so I was funny. like, man, this is going to be a great one with the list. And then I was like, yeah. 2002, but 99, can I say that? It's like, no. Like, oh, it didn't we come here until about, then. So. Um, 90s music the other day we were recording that episode. I had the Cardigans Love Full stuck yes. in my head for like three weeks. It yes. would not leave. It's so good. <laughs> I would just be brushing my teeth. Thinking about work and then be like, mm-hmm. love me, love mm-hmm. me, say that you... And I was like, why can't I get this to go away? It's so good, though. <laughs> there was one song that barely missed it because it came out in 2000, but uh, it was Dream, uh, He Loves You Not. Yeah. So I did have an asterisk next to When I Get There because mm-hmm. it's the same album, and that was the one that I just couldn't stay yeah. in the 90s because that, that came out in 2000. Right. It's so good. I feel like it all blends right into that. Yeah. Like, um, real quick, bands that aren't boy bands or girl groups that might actually be boy bands or girl groups that nobody mentions. I'm going to throw out, I mentioned it a couple of times, Limp Biscuit, Run DMC. I mean. Wu-Tang. The idea <laughs> of a boy band being marketed towards a certain subset of fans is right. what I'm kind of looking at, in my in my opinion, and... When I think of Corn and Limp Biscuit, they were clearly marketed to the to teenage boys, not teenage girls. Right. But you take that out, and I think it's, right. it's the same thing. Yeah, but. I had some questions in this section just because you know, you know, like Casey and JoJo, Savage Garden mm-hmm. duos is a duo of band, yeah. but we lump it in. And then BB Mac, for the reasons I talked about earlier, it's like they did play their own instruments; they didn't need choreography. They Dixie were Chicks, more same way. right, same way. Um, so, like you know, it becomes kind of like nebulous based on the error and what was being marketed and how it was being marketed. Mm. And one of the things that I thought about was mixed sex bands, mm. like that were boys and girls that ended up getting lumped into this error, like S Club Seven, Eighteens. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the Eighteens? Mm-hmm. They were heavily marketed yeah. on the Disney Channel. And because, you know, I was young enough to think I wasn't really listening. Like, you have to get into high school before you start really listening to what your parents are listening to. Mm-hmm. And you you don't just immediately. Like, my dad used to put on Elton John's Yellow Brick Robe album mm-hmm. in his car, and we would listen to it. And I just remember being like, ugh, so stupid. Like, you listen to stupid mm-hmm. music. I want to listen to Backstreet Boys. And then... One day, I just remember actually listening to Benny and the Jets, and I was like, this is amazing. Yeah. And so I feel like I just, I had no concept for who ABBA was. Mm -hmm. So in my mind, whatever the 18s were doing was new music, Mm -hmm. and it took me 
forever to figure out that the A-teens, the ABBA-teens, mm. were a recreation of ABBA. It was two boys and two girls. I had no idea. They sang Dancing Queen. They, like, they, they basically were just ABBA repackaged and wrapped up with a bow and shoved into our faces. It's like Hillsong Young and Free is basically yeah. Hillsong for teenagers. True. Correct. <laughs> Correct. I had no yes. idea. Yes. Um, it's tough. And again, I think it's thing. I think the Limp Biscuit corn thing is easy to just yell at me. Like, no, it's not. It's rock band. It's what it is. I get what you're saying though, where it's the same thing of if you want to look at how it's marketed, then yeah, I, I can see that side where it's like, this wasn't just music that was put out for the world. This was put out. And I, I don't mean that it's tough because there's it's not just teens that listen to Limp Bizkit. There's tons of everybody did. It was the rock thing at the time. But it's it makes me think back to early 90s. We were talking about like Third Eye Blind or Oasis or anybody. It was put out as music for everybody to enjoy. And I do think during that time period of the world telling us boys that, no, you can't like Backstreet Boys. Right. You like Limp Bizkit Here's instead. an alternative. And so we did. And because it was heavy... It even more so made us like, I don't listen to that stupid music. I listen to this. So, like, I don't necessarily agree it's a boy band, but I totally can see exactly what you're saying. Like, right. And so that's the tough part. For me, it gets a little more tough listening, looking back further. As I said earlier, like the Beatles, right. that's the first thing that is very similar to what this is. Um, Beach Boys is very similar where yeah. it's like, yeah. But at the same time, it's right. music for everybody. Like, so it's not so much, but it still is a group what, together. What, it's so um, tough. Would the Black Eyed Peas? That's another. Like, would they be like if they were in the group. In, right. in the '90s? Would they be a uh, in that? I mix? don't know, and I feel like it's really hard to just say the dividing line is instruments versus it not is. instruments. It gets tougher, yeah. Because then it's like Hanson's on a boy band, yeah. And then you know, yeah, it's like the Go Go's, not a girl group, mm-hmm. play their own instruments. So, but like that ends up being a weird line to walk. Well, and and I think there's different definitions for boy band versus girl group, right? I think the I really think the main like difference for boy bands is you mentioned instruments versus choreography or dancing. Well, Hanson doesn't. They, um, doesn't right. you know they play instruments? They're right. not a boy band. Exactly. But who are they marketed to? I think it's Correct. all That's in true. the marketing. Correct. If they're marketed to young right. teen, preteen girls, then it falls under boy band. Right. If it, if not, then it, it falls into another genre. Right. And I think it's easy to get real confused with that real fast. Right. Because I think, obviously, when we first mentioned this months ago, we were like, boy band, right. girl band, no problem, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, all the things, right. this. But then when you get into it, it's right. very much like, even, you know, all for one, right. boys to men, it's very easy to quickly be like, well, right. it's kind of this other thing, but technically it falls within this. Right. So, like, it gets tough. And I do think you can make a stretch and make an excuse for a lot of other people to be put into this, um, these categories. But I don't know. I think you can dig deep and find all sorts of things. Or if you just want to say at surface level, then you kind of get the idea of mostly Backstreet Boys and TLC and stuff like that, too. So I don't know. All right. Um, I believe we have two more questions. Um, the first being most influential group to the genre. Spice Girls. Yeah, I, I agree. Hands down. Girl power. I agree for the girl group Spice Girls. Um, I would say NSYNC on the other coin just for what Justin Timberlake was able to do beyond the group. I refuse to publicly state if I'm backstreet or NSYNC. Well, that's the next question. Well, I haven't got there yet. Oh, okay, go ahead. 
I think mine will throw out there just new kids on the block because I think it's an older one definitely yeah. that came first. Where I right. put that as this was my sister's Backstreet Boys. When right. my sister liked Backstreet Boys and Sing too. Right. But as this was an earlier age. Right. And then it came along when all the Backstreet Boys and Insane and everybody else came along too. Right. You automatically were like, well, this was the first, and then here we are right. today. Like, so. yeah, I don't think that anyone in Backstreet or NSYNC would argue that without new kids, they don't yes. exist. I would right. Agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And new kids was heavily marketed to R and B stations and yep. hip hop stations when they first came along. Mm-hmm. And it, it was weird. It was difficult for them to get traction. Cause it was like, Oh, well they're like boys to men or new edition or whatever. And mm-hmm. it's like, well, these guys are white. Yeah. So, you know, and it wasn't until they started shopping them around to pop like top 40 mm-hmm. stations that they got some traction and so I do think that in a lot of ways, I mean, New Edition paved the way for New Kids on the Block. New Kids on the Block 100% paved the way for Backstreet and NSYNC. Yeah. So I would say that as a transitional moment, New Kids was highly influential mm. to the genre, for sure. Best group? I'm not going to say you it. You got to pick? Nope. 98 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, shoot. <laughs> I picked one that was very it was different. I picked Boys to Men. Because I want to say, too, this and this does go against a little bit of what we were talking about a few minutes ago, but Boys to Men was marketed for anybody could like them. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a, st- like a stigmatism or whatever to not like them. Yeah. And again, that can go into marketing and everything else. But as a young dude growing up, I could sit there and listen to Boys to Men the same way I could sing them and ever, nobody would look at you weird. Right. I remember, and this is a little bit older, but right out of high school or in college, we were walking in the Greenville Mall me and Brandon Evans, and we came up to, like, the food court, and there was a group of dudes off to the side, just straight up acapella doing, like, mm-hmm. their thing, singing Boys and Men. And Brandon Evans, like, being the person he is, just walks up, starts singing with them, and they kind of oh. look at him. Oh, my God. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, what's about to happen here? They're like, they're sounding good, and here he's just some random white dude walking up on them. like, right. And they all stop, look at him, and they just are harmonizing all around. I mean, it was an amazing moment. I'll never forget just standing there, and they're like, I can't imagine him walking up there doing that to like NSYNC or Backstreet right, Boys. Right. But Boys to Men to me stood out as a everybody loves this. It's amazing. Everybody can agree on this. Right. It's not marketed to say you can or can't. So again, depending on how you judge boy bands or girl like groups, I get that. But for me, that's the one that stands out because it wasn't. I wasn't told not to like them. Like right. I was allowed fully to really just enjoy what they did. So right. for me, that's where I put them. All right. I'm gonna go. Just in sync. Okay. Again, just based off of Justin Timberlake's contributions mm-hmm. post group. Strong. Strong. Um, mm-hmm. I, but I do feel like they they did not outstay their welcome. That's mm-hmm. true. I felt like they had their three, I think three big al- yep. albums. Yep. And then they they, they were done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in sync, no strings attached, and celebrity. Celebrity, yep. So that's yeah. that's where I landed. Although I will only say that Backstreet. Still touring, still together. They're still touring, yes. But, just saying, just throwing that know, out there. Um, I, I do feel like there were some <laughs> valley lows for. Oh, Black for Street sure, Boys. for sure. The Black and Blue album. Whereas I felt not, like Insync went out on top, and true, if they ever true, do true. reunite for anything beyond just a cameo, I think it'll they'll sell out. It'll really sell good. out. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do think, to be fair, Backstreet Boys definitely does deserve to be in that top ranking right. as well. Just because, same, I don't have a, you know, I'm not on either side of it, for se. Right. Like, I could enjoy either songs. But I think Backstreet came first, right? 
Yes. yes. About like a year or two. Technically, Because yes. I think they're even technically before Hanson. I think mm. at least like... I think Hanson was 95. I was at 95. For some reason, like. they stood out 97. Yeah, but Hanson was really young. They I were. mean, I'm not kidding when I say Zach Taylor was only like... Zach Hanson was only six or seven. Yeah. Like when you watch the Mbop music video, he's a baby. He's yeah. a baby behind a drum set. And then Taylor and Isaac were only nine and 12 or something. I mean, it's nuts. Yeah. It was nuts. So I think that, that Hanson beat out Backstreet Boys just because they hit the market at so young. Younger age. Okay. And then Backstreet hit around 97. Okay. Maybe I have my dates backwards. Yeah. Then. But either way, the fact that they came out, they were officially the one. Mm-hmm. Then Instinct came along too, not right. taking anything away right. from them. But as we discussed earlier, all the other groups that got made later because Correct. of them. Correct. I definitely think they've got to be up in the fight at least for like right. top because to give them respect, right. you know, I don't want somebody upset at home thinking you got it. You took away Backstreet Boys. You you say boys are men, and you got Instinct. Blah blah. Like <laughs> throwing their phones or like wrecking their cars or setting them on fire. Like in you know. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's happening, but at the same time, I definitely want to mention and just say they definitely deserve to be up there in that top fight. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, let's get out of here on this. A big thank you to Ricky Lyles. Do we have any social media shout outs that we need to get? Not songs. No, not on this one. Cool. Um, Hope you enjoyed our discussion as much as we did and that you're as pumped for the rest of our journey into 90s pop culture as we are. Uh, What are our last minute plugs, Ashby? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashby Gray. I'm actually, I just bought tickets to go see New Kids on the Block with uh, Salt and Pepper and nice. someone else and Rick Astley, I think. And I just bought tickets to go see Hanson. And those are in the same week. That's so, awesome. So, you know, follow along to hear me. That's an amazing week. Over that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little <laughs> upset with Rick Astley. He said I could borrow any of his Pixar movies except for one. He says, I'm never going to give you up. Wow. Uh, Wow. Funny enough, I saw on my phone, Apple let me know today that Smash Mouth has a new singer now. And they announced it by putting out a cover of Never Going to Give You Up today i didn't listen wow. to it but wow that was on like top news as i was brushing There's my a 90s boy band covers <laughs> yeah. i never wanted to see for 600 alex yeah i was brushing my teeth and that popped up this morning i was like okay sure do i want to listen to this i don't know i was like it's not all-star i don't know but um <laughs> i'm kyle uh underscore live underscore bright underscore on instagram uh i don't really have anything musically i'm thinking of hardcore oh i will say dashboard confessional put out a new album last week or two weeks ago now at this point i'm not sure uh all the things i can tell the truth i'm sorry i'm zoning out it was a very last minute thought totally uh recommend the album especially mm-hmm. it's a very similar to what we listened to when they mm-hmm. first came out it's really good there's a, an amazing song on there that i love as a dad now or just as a person that has something special in my life called me and mine um, okay. Chris Caraba, his entire life or his musical career has never been one to put much information out there about his family. He's very protective over them. Right. So they don't get involved in things. Um, but he does a song that talks about his son, his daughter, and his wife in a very just like loving and touching way that I definitely recommend you going and checking out. That album has Here's to Moving On, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of really good stuff on there. So it's definitely a great one to listen to. And also, there's because of the new album, there's a lot of podcasts that he's been on recently. Um, Pure Pleasure Podcast is one. Tuna on Toast is another one. But I definitely recommend both of them going and listening. Because there's a lot of really cool stories. Um, Chris Caraba comes out of like a more hardcore screamo scene 
back in the day before he started dashboard on the side. So there was a lot of really good conversation about including some of those moments and what it's being like being a dude that's real small in stature and playing these really emotional songs with like guys from really big hardcore bands and their kids singing along to every word on the side of the stage, like watching him, loving him. Um, and he does briefly mention a little bit about his family in both where one, he got asked about his family and he said, I'm sorry, but I don't really talk about my family. And then in this one, he mentions that song specifically and like vaguely talks about it a little bit. So definitely recommend both of those podcasts and um, that new album. So check that out. And I'm Eric Creech. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at ericomack 15 and be sure to join us next week as we discuss the Mighty Ducks. Quack, quack. Actually, sorry, no. Yeah, Mighty Ducks or... No, we're doing Nickelodeon game shows next yeah. week. Oh, yeah, yeah. My yeah. bad. I'm excited for Whoopsies. this. My bad. Spoiler alert, Mighty Ducks coming up. Yep, Nickelode- Nickelodeon game shows, and then Mighty Ducks will be the week after that. So it's coming. A little Get typo ready. in my own. At some point, we'll release a schedule, so just go check the schedule. Who knows yeah. what's coming out next? It'll, yeah. it'll either be Nickelodeon game shows or the Mighty Ducks at some point, either in either order. So. Nice. But, uh, yeah, stay as cool as the other side of the pillow, and we'll see you next week, guys. Hey, hey. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye. bye. bye, bye.